Let us pray. Gracious God, as we come to hear your holy word, open us to your grace and to your mercy. Inspire us to carry the love which we experience here today and the wisdom that we have gained out into this world. May the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our gospel reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. This is the story of Nicodemus. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it comes, where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. I remember with great affection the day that my daughter, Kara, was born. Truly one of the greatest days in my life. I remember the complete joy I had in looking into her eyes for the first time. And the great love that Michelle and I shared together. For you, for those of you who have had your own children, you know the extreme, incredible joy in the birth of your children. There is so much expectation and hope built up into this little bundle of complete joy. 
It is this context of joyful birth that Jesus discusses with Nicodemus, birth into the kingdom of God. A new birth is a time of celebration. So too is our rebirth into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was puzzled by Jesus' words. He didn't understand what it meant to be born from above. How can one enter a second time into a mother's womb? When Michelle was pregnant with Kara, it was a time of great expectation. Individuals would tell me how the birth of my child would change my life. How watching it would be a miracle. And while I looked forward to that day, I really could not understand what they meant because I had never previously experienced it for myself. There are certain situations that must be experienced in order to truly understand. Therefore, we should be kind to Nicodemus because he had never experienced the sort of rebirth which Jesus was talking about, at least not yet. In my study at home, I have a picture of Kara right after she was born. And that picture reminds me of that wonderful day. Every time I look at that picture, I feel joy. That picture is a glimpse back in time. It is a memory. Sometimes I wish that I could stop time and experience that moment all over again. But the fact is that we cannot, and maybe I shouldn't, wish for such a thing. Because it does not serve to dwell upon the past at the cost of the present. For my daughter's birth was only the beginning of her life. It was not the end. If it was the end, I would have far more regret and remorse. In her 21 years, I have watched her grow and mature into the woman she is today. Michelle and I have also grown and matured in our understanding of one another and our understanding as parents and also our understanding of her. I look forward to new occasions and celebrations such as graduation from college and marriage and children of her own. I hope to enjoy a long life with my daughter. I have another picture in my study. It is a picture of Kara when she was baptized. This was also a time of great joy, for it was a time of her birth into the church. Recogni uh, recognition that she is a child of God. Many of you 
probably have similar mementos and pictures of your own children's baptism. And just like these pictures and mementos, these capture a glimpse of the beginning of life. In John 10, 10, Jesus said that he has come to bring us life so that we might have it abundantly. Our faith should not stop once we are baptized because baptism is only the starting point to our life in Christ. It is not the end. If our faith stops or is stunted, then it would truly be tragic, for it would be wasted potential. But if life in Christ fosters and grows, then it produces a lifetime of joy, purpose, and fulfillment. Our life in Christ is meant to be shared, meant to be participated in, and not hidden. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the cover of darkness. Perhaps he feared what his fellow Pharisees would think of him for meeting Jesus. Perhaps he was a little scared. But Jesus was inviting Nicodemus into a new life, a life where he no longer need fear what others might think of him. A life not based on Pharisaic rules, but a life of purpose. Jesus calls each of us into a similar life. Jesus said that in order to enter into the kingdom of God, then we must be born of water and spirit. Water represents baptism, and spirit represents our life. In Christ. When we hear these promises of salvation, we often think that we achieve these only after we die. But as John 3.16 promises, we can look forward to experiencing eternal life with God not only after we die, but we can look forward to it now. For we experience God together. Jesus said, where two or more are gathered, there I am also. How does this happen? But through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we gather together in Christ, we share Christ with one another. We experience Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our faith is encouraged. And we experience life together. Whether it is in worship, mission work, choir, our families, with fellow Christians at work, in prayer, Lenten services, luncheons, communions, baptisms, Bible studies, everything that we do with brothers and sisters in Christ is done with the Holy Spirit. And together we experience Christ and the kingdom of God. To truly experience the kingdom of God, 
it requires both water and the Spirit, not water or the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the giver of life. If we are only baptized but, has, but it has no meaning in our life, then we do not experience the life of God. We do not experience the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not saying that immature Christians will never experience heaven or salvation when they die. Because our salvation is not based upon our decision, but it is based on God's action. But my point is that without the Spirit active within our lives, we will miss out on experiencing eternal life here and now before we die. In our Old Testament reading, we heard how God called Abram to a new land at the age of 75. This shows us that it is never too late to answer God's call. Back in 2011, Fred Mack became the oldest tandem skydiver when he jumped on his 100th birthday. When Abraham was 100, his son Isaac was born. Now, I think if I had a choice, if I was 100, I'd rather skydive than have to go through dirty diapers again. God is continually calling us back into new life. The question, though, is will we respond? For that's what baptism is. It is a response to God's call. Whether it is a parent bringing their child or an adult coming and accepting that call for themselves. God calls and we respond. And after our baptism, he continues to call us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He calls us to be a part of his kingdom. Too often, I have witnessed many of the adults and children who are baptized come and be baptized, but never again to come to church. And while I'm glad that these individuals have acknowledged and received Christ into their life, I am grieved because I know about the life that they are missing out on. We here today know that life. We know it because we have experienced it for ourselves. I have experienced the joy of watching a 60-year-old Korean man singing loudly, How Great Thou Art in Korean. Seeing the joy in his face. I experienced the joy of Christian fellowship. I have witnessed the heartfelt thanks of those in soup kitchens and on the mission field. I have experienced the laughter of youth groups. I've also witnessed the deep sadness of those who have lost loved ones, but also the happiness in knowing that their loved ones continue on. 
I've watched Christians of different theologies and politics coming together to share communion. I have prayed with strangers after the horrors of 9-11. I've officiated the marriage of children I have watched grow up and the joy of them returning with their children to be baptized. I have watched you share the love of God with one another and with the children of this community through the nursery school. In Christ, we have experienced life. It is only natural to be saddened when others abandon what we know firsthand. Now, we should not blame and scold those who no longer come, but we should be, in fact, like God, inviting them back into relationship listening to them, encouraging them, so that they too will come and know life. We need to be as understanding as Jesus was to Nicodemus. The Bible tells us that Nicodemus later ended up helping Joseph of Arimathea prepare Jesus' body for burial. I like to think that eventually Nicodemus did understand life anew. Let us hear the good news. And let us live that good news in our life together. In Jesus Christ, we are born from above. And let us share that life with the same joy that we experience with a newborn child. For we are truly blessed in the abundant life given through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.